Life's full of blessings and of pain, full of losses and of gain, full of laughter and of tears, full of courage and of fear. It's full of joy and full of strife. It makes the lyrics of your life. Where is your song? Where is your hey song? Welcome back to One Single Why Choice. Don't it's you me, see? Sam, your host. I have so much to tell you guys. So I did my tummy tuck last Thursday. So it's um, four days post-op. Um, the experience was really good. I mean, this, uh, this surgery center that I went to, I'm not going to include the names yet because I don't know if I'm allowed to do that here. But um, I went to South Lake, Texas to... Um, a plastic surgeon there and he was referred to me by my regular primary care provider and uh, so I went there and I'm really happy that I did. The communication with this team of people was awesome like from the beginning to when I first did the consultation all the way up until today they have really been engaging. They answer questions immediately and they're really big on follow-up, so pictures every day, and they call, the first couple of days they called twice a day. I mean, it's just been really engaging and comforting to know that they're here for that, so it's been pretty good so far. So the procedure was really only, um, well, it was a few hours, I guess. I My appointment was at uh, 7.45 in the morning, and I was home by 1.30 um, in the bed. I have two drains, which is kind of disgusting, but not for me, really. Those kind of things really don't bother me, but I mean, for a lot of people that I talk to about it, they're like, that's disgusting. But I even asked for them to take a picture of what they cut out. And so I got a couple of pictures of flank steaks, which are pretty cool. They're cool to me, but I don't know that they would be cool to everyone else. So, so the experience so far has been pretty good. I'm not a big fan of sitting around doing nothing. As most of you know, I'm pretty active. I like to clean my house. I like to, you know, get out and do things. I like to go play with my granddaughter and my grandsons. And so I'm a little bored after four days, but... You know, that's given me some time to kind of think about everything that I want to do and some some goals that I have for 2024. And I every day I come up with something else that I want to do, where I want to take this podcast and things that I want to write. And I, I'm an actress at heart. Like, I, I've done theater since I was eight years old. The last time I was on stage was 2004. Yeah, that was a that was twenty years ago almost, but it's still in the back of my head, and I, I just haven't. I want to say I haven't had the time to do it, but you know, when you're overseas, it's hard, and you know, when you've got other things going on in your life, it makes it really hard to squeeze in theater. It's a huge commitment because for most theaters, you rehearse every night, and then shows are on the weekend, and that is a huge time commitment when you're working full time. Well, now that I'm retired, I really want to do it, but I'm I'm also thinking about going back to work. So I've just got a lot of things on my plate right now. So 
um, but I'm, I'm bored. So I'm getting creative. I'm doing this podcast, but I'm also doing a little bit of writing. Um, I may start like a, a screenplay or write my own show. I mean, I've got some great ideas for some theatrical adventures I would love to do. So this has just kind of given me time. Um, my sister-in-law kind of said, you know, take it easy, Sam, and use this time to sit still and get some writing done. And sitting still is huge. It's really important. I, um, I've spent a lot of time this last couple of days on TikTok, and it's one of my favorite platforms. The reason why is that you're not really committed to anything. When you get on TikTok and there's a video, you watch the video or you scroll past it. And I've met some really amazing people on TikTok and I'm following some really amazing people. There's one lady that I'm following. Her and her husband live on a cruise ship and I love following her. I love seeing her adventures. She's really easygoing, and she's got a lot of information, and it's fun, and I really like it. So every day, I log in to check in with her. I want to see how she's doing and, you know, how they spent the holidays and, and that kind of stuff. So that's a lot of fun. I've got a few friends on, on uh, TikTok also that are struggling. Um, I, have a, I follow a few people that are currently battling cancer, and... I log on there because I want to be their support. I want to be there for them because I've never been diagnosed with that. But my son, my oldest son, had leukemia when he was three. And I, I can relate to some of the feelings that they have. But I also know that even in your darkest hour, somebody needs to be there to flip on the light. To just say, don't give up just yet. You know, when you're given really bad news, and I mean, that's that's really bad news. That's like almost the worst news you could get, right? When you have somebody there that's going to guide you, I'm going to hold your hand and I'm going to help you get through this dark tunnel. I feel like I need to be there for them. And so, so I log in every day for the, the few people that I follow that, that may need my support. I know it's tough for a lot of people to do that because it's heartbreaking and it's scary. But I've got the time and I, I, I feel like I can be a little bit of positive direction for these people. So I, I want to be there for them. So I found TikTok and, and that's taking up some of my time. Because I've got some people that I'm that I'm really close with on there, and I, I I follow them and I interact with them. Also, there's a huge community on TikTok of people who have started using the GLP-1 medications that I was talking about in my last episode, and several of them have already gone through this mommy makeover that I'm kind of going through right now. So mine wasn't a complete mommy makeover, did not get my chest done. I just had the tummy tuck and I, so far I'm so happy with the results. Now I have a huge scar. It goes from one hip all the way to the other hip, but he did such a great job that my stretch marks are gone from what I can see. And I know that the scar, it's pretty huge right now and it's, you know, ugly. 
but I know it's going to just get better and better as it heals. So I'm really excited to see the results because this is the first time in my entire life that I've had a flat belly. I've had a flat stomach and, you know, I have no hips, but that's a whole other conversation. I'm really excited about my new body. And so I'm going to spend the next few days as well coming up with my own program. Where do I want to go from here? When I heal, how do I want to heal? Do I want to start building my muscles again like I did when I, I used to do CrossFit? I loved, loved, loved CrossFit. For one thing, I'm a really positive person. And I used to do CrossFit at 5 o'clock in the morning before I went to work. And that is my time of day. 5 a.m. to me is when I can I can build mount climb mountains build castles I 5 a.m is my time everything after 5 a.m is kind of like I'm slowly preparing for the end of the day I know it doesn't make sense to a lot of people because there's so many night owls out there but I am a morning person you know so CrossFit to me was something that I looked forward to every day um, it was very painful, and it was hard, and it's going to take me a while to get back there if I want to do CrossFit again. And I'm not even sure that I do. I mean, I am 58 years old. It's CrossFit is for everyone, though. You can you can do CrossFit at 58 years old, um, and it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, and I used to be one of those people that, you know, most of the time my conversations revolved around the workout I did that day. It's a commitment. Most people can't do it just a couple of times a week because once you get into CrossFit, you're in, buddy. And it's like, I'll see you tomorrow. Yep, you'll see me tomorrow. And you're there. You're there. It, it, so I'm I'm debating on whether or not to go back to that. But, um, and I wonder where I was going with that when I started talking to you guys about that. But um, using this time that I've got right now, my recovery time. Now, now the surgeon says it's a 12 re week recovery period. I I'm sure it's not going to take me 12 weeks to feel better because I already feel better. Like it's really hard to just sit here, but I'm not standing completely upright yet. I'm still walking hunched over which is normal after four days. And I get really tired and a little bit winded because my body right now is focusing on healing. So all of the energy and all of the calories that I'm eating, which I have to force myself to eat right now, it's all going to my recovery. So so I, I can't really do anything except sit and recover. So I'm I'm doing a lot of planning for what's coming up. If it takes me eight weeks to recover, in the next six weeks, I'll probably do four or five episodes of my podcast. I'm going to start writing something. I don't know what yet. I have some great ideas for some shows, some theater activities. I mean, I want to write a screenplay. But a screenplay is used for the movies. And I don't know if I could do that. That's so much time. And I mean, I've got some talent. I've got some ideas. But I don't know if I can carry it out that long. But I, I just want to start writing and see where it gets me. You know, and, and see what I can do with that. Um, what else do I have going on? Um, I am looking for work as well. I mean, I really miss engaging with people. I'm such a people person that I, 
I get on the podcast and I start talking to all of you out there who are listening to me and I'm I'm like I really want to share a message with you guys. So I'm I'm trying to come up with ways to build this podcast to maybe into something more like um, public speaking or, you know, I want to build engagement and I want to talk to people and build something. I want to build something like I don't know about you, but I love TED Talks. I would do it a little bit differently. So I'm thinking about something like that, public speaking, maybe becoming a consultant. I don't know what I want to do with my life, you guys. I just feel like on this podcast, one single choice that I can tell you and I can talk to you all about the ideas that I have in my head. So I'm feeling like one single choice is more than just me being single. It's about making that one choice that's going to change the trajectory of my life. One choice, one single choice. Does that make sense? And I've, I've always loved to train. I've always been engaged with people that way. And um, I remember I did a speech in college one time. It was really funny. It was a, we were doing, um, I guess it was a communication class or something. And you had to come up with a three or four minute speech that kept people engaged throughout the entire speech. So this was years ago. I was so young and I was really nervous because I was like, I didn't really know what I was good at, but I knew I wasn't afraid. You know, I wasn't afraid to be in front of people and to talk to people. So what I did was when it was my turn and they called me up to do my speech, I got up to the front of the class and I stood in front of everyone and then I left. I left the room. And when I left the room, I turned around, I knocked on the door, and when the instructor came and opened the door, I stepped in, almost like, ta-da, and I took a bow. And the room applauded when I took a bow. And I put my hand up and I said, stop. And I said, that is what motivates me. And for the next 10 minutes, I talked to them about what it feels like to be in front of an audience, what their reactions do to motivate me to keep going. So if you can, if you're talking to people and you get one person who makes eye contact or nods, that is fuel. That's fuel that adds to what you want to say to everyone, right? And then you've got other people who are not just nodding, but they're bouncing a little bit in their seat. And you get those other people that are smiling and they're, they're laughing and they're engaged. This, this is what motivates me. So I am going to start using that. I'm going to harness that energy. What I did back then when I was trying to figure it all out, you know, when you were younger and you were like, what do I want to be when I grow up? Well, I'm in that place right now. So I'm in between retirement because I retired from my former life, my corporate life in August. I retired from that and I'm in between what I want to do next. And I feel like what I want to do next is I want to engage with people. I want that feeling of being up there on that stage engaging with people and having them holding on to what I'm saying because maybe what I'm saying is going to help them. It's going to either help them professionally be able to talk to people and not be afraid 
or I'm just going to engage with people. I'm going to, I'm going to touch them in a way that they're going to continue with what they're doing without being afraid of what's going to happen next. One of the, excuse me, one of the things people struggled with in, in um, training when I did training for my job before I retired, one of the things people struggled with was not so much being in front of people and communicating is that we had a very multicultural uh, company. And so there was a lot of people from other countries. They spoke English, but it was really hard for them to say exactly what they meant. You know, like some of it was lost in translation or their accents were, were pretty thick. And so people didn't get everything that they were saying. So part of what we did as trainers and instructors and facilitators was to get them to relax a little bit. Because, you know, when you're really tense, you either start speaking really quickly or... I mean, if some of you know this, if you're from somewhere, even the South, and you've got a really heavy accent, when you go back to the South, it even gets heavier. You know, you kind of adapt to where you're at. So for a lot of people, when they get stressed, the accent becomes a lot heavier. And so in order to get them to be, to be able to speak clearly, we slow them down you know, slow down, take it easy. People are going to wait for you because they want to hear what you have to say. So it's just really something, you know, people get really nervous when they have to speak, especially when they have those hurdles that they have to hop over. It's really scary. So yeah, excuse me again, working with people from other countries was really cool. However, you know, you start to feel bad because they get so nervous when English is not their first language that the nerves kind of take over. And I'd like to work again with people who who struggle with that because they've got all this knowledge and they're so good at what they do that if if being able to communicate is just the the only hurdle they have to get over... I'd love to be able to help them do that. So, so anyway, those are some of the things I'm working on. I, I really appreciate you guys sticking around and um, hanging out with me through my recovery. Next week, I'll come back. I'm, I'm not sure what I'll have for you next week because for the next couple of days, I'm going to be working on some of my programs and what I want to do next. Um, I want to take a second you know, a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, they start out with credits. I'm going to end with some credit. I want you guys to um, to pay really close attention to the intro and the extra music. The music at the very beginning and the very end of my podcast. This is a song written and performed by uh, Diane Richardson, very talented singer, songwriter. Um, if you guys are interested in any more of her music, please let me know. Um, you can shoot me an email at davissam15 at icloud.com or sam at timetravelcapitalwellness.com. And I'm, I'll be happy to hook you up with Denise, but big shout, not Denise, Diane. 
um, Denise is on my mind. She used to work with me. And, and every time I start talking about work, Denise is right there. But anyway, this credit is going to Diane Richardson, who did the opening and closing music for this show. Um, One Single Choice podcast is produced only by me. I'm Sam, Sam at TimeTravelCapitalWellness.com. I want to thank you all for joining me today. And thanks so much for being here for me through all of these episodes. This is episode seven of One Single Choice. And thanks to all of you who listen and stick around. Above everything else, you guys, be fierce, my friend. Thank you. Have a great day. Life's full of blessings and of pain, full of losses and of gain, full of laughter and of tears, full of courage and of fear. It's full of joy and full of strife. It makes the lyrics of your life. Where is your song? Where is your song?